Klazowski, your host. I'm an executive coach, an entrepreneur, a crazy dog person, and a health and fitness junkie. Along with Annie Brown, our producer and co-host, Annie is, she's one of those marketing gurus, all things creative people, so she's great to have on your team. So welcome to another episode of Leader Spotlight. On today's episode, I'm really excited. We are talking with Miss Oklahoma 2019, Addie Price. So I'm so excited to have this young woman on. She is such a refreshing role model. She's a great spokesperson, and I think you're going to really enjoy. And she's just all things joyful, so I'm excited to have her. Hello, Miss Annie. How are you today? I'm very good. Very good. A little little upset we didn't get any trick-or-treaters last night, but getting over it. (laughs) I, like, did my whole porch, like, Pinterest style and just... You know, but I took pictures of it, so at least and that counts. You just age it. You just age yeah. it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, and I also uh, I was. It's been fun because I've been reading some of the uh, reviews that have been coming in about the show, and so that's always wonderful to see. And so I wanted to read one. Um, this one is from Marsha, and she says she gives us five stars. So thank you, Marsha. And she says, great lessons from leaders. Absolutely love this podcast. The leaders who have been interviewed have shared some amazing highlights that I have taken a lot from. So that interview I just wanted to share because I thought that was a really nice uh, shout out to what we're trying to do. I know. I love it. Our, we are really about the story behind the leader. Right. And, and we have met some fascinating people. So yeah. Yeah. And if and if uh, listeners out there want to leave us a review, if you like the episode, we really appreciate it. Something small that goes a long way uh, for helping us to create more episodes. Uh, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, just search for Leader Spotlight. Okay, well, let's get to our conversation with Addie Price. Welcome, Miss Oklahoma 2019. Thank you so much. I'm is, so excited to is be that here. Your, is that the a normal official introduction? Yes, typically Ms. people don't call me even by name. It's really Miss Oklahoma. Ms. And so as often as I get called Addie or Addison, it makes me very excited whenever somebody also calls I me my bet. name with a title. Yes. I need a title. I want like a something where I can wear a sash. You can believe that my mom has a sash that says Mom Oklahoma on oh, it. So I know. she's right there with I know. it. We need to have you and your mom back on because yes. you guys are like, <laughs> I think it would be fascinating just um, from a parent standpoint to talk about like, how do you birth a Miss Oklahoma right. or something like that? Yeah, the making of Miss you, Oklahoma. Yes, because yeah. you are a phenomenal young lady. Well, so thank you. And uh, I know you have an exciting announcement that you're going to yes. give us later on today in this episode, but I want to start with kind of your path to Miss Oklahoma because I mean, you're just, you're very inspiring, but you're not that typical pageant girl. And I really, and I I think people like me and us, the listeners that are outside of that world, I think we have a stigma of what that is. Right. And you are really that representation of the next generation, that 2.0 that I know the Miss America organization talks about. So I really want to talk a little bit just about your path. So share Mm -hmm. just a brief thing about your path. Right. I think there's such a stigma when it comes to the word pageant, and there's such a bad connotation with that word. And the Miss America organization right now is rebranding to have it be known as a competition instead of a pageant. So we kind of take away that negative connotation that the word pageant has with it. And because of that stigma and that connotation, I 
was fearful to even start competing. I was so nervous about it. And in fact, my parents told me no for so many years. And I think it was because of the toddlers and tiaras set, you know, mindset behind it. But whenever I finally came to them and I think they were tired of me begging, they finally (laughs) let me try out for my first local. They finally let me compete one time and it was awful. I did terrible. I pulled up into the competition and I looked at my mom and I said, I don't belong here. I need to go home. And my mom being the great mom she is said, you're going to finish what you started. And that's where my pageant journey began. And that's where I started competing. And I started out as a little girl who was too shy to order her own food at a restaurant. And I would make my parents do it for me. And there was no way that I could go across the state of Oklahoma speaking to new people every single day. Mm -hmm. But through the organization, I really was able to find my voice. And that's what now I'm so passionate about teaching the next generation that it's okay to use your voice. And it's knowing how to use your voice in the right ways to help you get further and to help you accomplish your dreams and accomplish your goals. Well, I tell you what's been fun to to watch um, because I happen to be friends with your mom yes. and have followed you for a long time. And um, what's great about watching you is, uh, and I think we have this, We and I think this is for anybody in business, in life, or whatever you're doing, we put on a facade of mm-hmm. we have it all together and we're polished and and we, we put this facade on that doesn't really give people a peek into what's really going on. Right which is why I started this podcast, which is a lot about the the behind the scenes story. Mm-hmm. What I love about you is you are just who you are. Right. And you, even on stage at the Miss Oklahoma pageant, you know, you're just, you're kind of, you're kind of that goofy fun. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you my worst story. Yeah. And, 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 and people love that. So right. you're not the, I'm rehearsed and have what, you know, I think everybody wants to hear me say and so I, I love that about you because I think that is it makes you real right I feel person. like I've grown up with the mindset of if you can't laugh at yourself then who can so you can't take yourself too seriously and I definitely catch myself a lot of times being the perfectionist and wanting to make everything perfect but slowly especially throughout the job of Miss Oklahoma I've realized that it's just intangible at all times you just can't be perfect all the time but if you can kind of laugh at yourself, then you're going to look back and you're going to enjoy the mistakes that you made a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, and I also love your platform. Your mm-hmm. platform is Invisible Disabilities. Yes. And I know you have a story about your disability mm-hmm. and how you've made that visible and, and look where you are now because right. of that. So that's, I think the message is we all have something that holds us back mm-hmm. and it could be an actual diagnosis or it could be something that, that, you know, we hide that holds us back, but talk a little bit about your platform. So my social impact initiative is the dyslexic difference. And really where that stems from is my diagnosis of dyslexia at the age of seven. And my parents didn't tell me that I had dyslexia for the longest time. Their reasoning behind that was to never enable my label. They never wanted me to use that as a crutch and say, I can't because I have this. So as I came to terms with having a disability after my parents told me, it really was something that my mindset started to shift. And I realized that everybody has something that they struggle with. And for me, even through the years that I didn't know I had a disability, I always thought, well, maybe I'm just not smart enough. Maybe I'm just not good enough. And I think we all have that doubt. We all have that little voice in our head that says, what if you can't do it? 
Where will you be if you can't get there? So that dream that's embedded in you. And for me, it was that dream of being something more than a shy little girl, but that dream that's embedded in you from such a young age, I think so often we don't chase and we don't go after it. So what I try and talk about with my social impact is how you can face your invisible disability or your invisible difference, what that hindrance is on you that holds you back from taking the next step to get where you want to be. And that's what I encourage people of all ages to do. I think it doesn't matter if you are a seven-year-old in elementary school or if you are a 40-year-old and you are working on the corporate level, you can always take that next step to better yourself in some way. Yeah. And that, that's what I love about you is you really can impact a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of, um, I don't know if you watched the wizard of Oz, but you remember Oz is behind the yes. curtain. And remember they go around the whole, the whole show is about them trying to find something that they needed in order to be whole or do what they wanted to. And at the very end, when that curtain comes down and they saw that, you know, the wizard was really this little right. person that had no power over them. They all got what they needed. Mm-hmm. And so I think about, that is the analogy of these invisible, you know, um, disabilities. Because mm-hmm. I think we we tell ourselves stories from the time we're young. You have conquered that at such a young age. There are people that are in their 50s, 60s that haven't. So anything that people can do that gets rid of that story and opens up for them just to get the help they need. Right. Whatever it is, get the support. But there's something about the curtain coming down mm-hmm. that's scary. Yes. And when, and when yes, people it see it, but it also then just frees you. Mm-hmm. And then, so talk a little bit about just, you know, kind of how you've overcome that because now you're, I mean, it's not funny, but it kind of is. I mean, now you're yeah. in front of people reading things every day. You know, yeah. You're doing things at, at other competitions and yes. to do it. So it's like, Oh, let me just put a spotlight right. on my, yeah, exactly. my problem. Exactly. Yeah. Why don't you ask the girl dyslexia to MC something for you? Yeah, exactly. It's almost this cruel joke that's played on me, but I think it's God's way of just saying you're gonna have to do it one way or another or one way or one way or another, and you'll get there eventually. But for me, I remember the turning point, and I think that I had had slow turning points throughout my life, but the major, almost that rock bottom that I had hit was my freshman year of college. I called my best friend. And I was bawling. And I said, I don't think I can be here anymore. I don't think that I can be in college anymore. I don't think I'm cut out for it. I don't think I'm smart enough. I need to drop out. And I never, ever was the person to be a quitter. But I was just so overwhelmed with the workload, so overwhelmed with not feeling like I was smart enough that I had hit that rock bottom. And I called my parents and I told them the exact same thing. I wanted to move home and I wanted to call it quits. This is also while I knew I was going to come back and compete for the title of Miss Oklahoma the following year. So in order to compete, you have to be pursuing an education of some sort. And I knew that if I wasn't in school, then I couldn't do that. So that was kind of the saving grace in a way of what Mm -hmm. kept me going was that dream. But I feel like whenever I hit that place of I'm not good enough and I will never amount to the things that I hope to, that was also the point where I realized the only thing that was holding me back was myself. And I had to step out of my own ways of comparison. And I had to step out of the pride really that I had for not wanting to have something that disabled me or inhibited Mm -hmm. me from doing what I wanted to. So the moment that I was able to start going outside of my classroom to take my test and start using the resources that were given to me through the Student Disabilities Center, I started actually enjoying school and I started actually wanting to be there. 
And that was where my whole mindset shifted. So I think it's finding that one thing that where is that rock bottom for you? Where is that one thing that's holding you back from being vocal about what's, what's, what's the, what's the obstacle that you're facing? And I think that once you can face the obstacle head on, that's where your achievement comes from. Yeah, I I agree. So it's interesting. So you were going through that kind of mental Mm -hmm. inner battle and then the next year you're crowned Right. Miss Oklahoma. So Mm -hmm. it, you know, I think most people think whether it's going after that job you want or, um, you know, getting out of a situation and entering something new that you have to have everything together. Right. And because most people would say, oh, well, you've got to have it all together Mm -hmm. to step up. But that's kind of the ironicness about it is no, you really don't. No, you actually are more empowered and more powerful and inspiring when you let that curtain down and just say, you know, here's what I really deal with because people can relate to you. So that's what I love about you. Well, thank you. I think the moment you can admit your flaws, Mm. that's when you can almost feel free of them and you don't have to feel like you're constantly judging yourself for the things that you're not good at because we all have things that we're not good at. Yes. That's just human nature. Yes, that I agree. I agree. So what's, what's something that is most valuable? Um, Cause you've been on the job several months mm-hmm. and I know you're pre- preparing for Miss America, which we're going to talk about, but what's something that you've learned now that's just been invaluable to you? I will say the moment that I was named Miss Oklahoma 2019, I had had this idea of what the job looked like for so long. And everybody always says that you don't really know the job until you're in it. And I think that is fully true. I mean, in every sense, that is just the truest statement. But at the same time, there's no way to prepare you for the highs and the lows of the job. And so often the only thing that you see about what Miss Oklahoma does is she's working with sponsors or she goes and speaks to schools or she gets free clothes and that's great. And that's the highlight reel. But the behind the scenes of it is I feel like so many Miss Oklahomas are type A personalities where we're so hard on ourselves and we're such perfectionists that it's never good enough. What's ever going to be good enough? How can you ever fully release yourself of the stress and the stress and anxieties that you feel every single day. And for me, those first couple months in the job were really figuring out how am I going to enjoy this? Because I knew that if I held on to every little thing that I was doing wrong and every little thing that I felt like was wrong, this year would be a nightmare for me. It would be the worst year of my life. Mm -hmm. And I finally got to a place where I had to constantly remind myself that the only thing that I control is what I am doing at that moment. I can't control what tomorrow holds and I can't control what happened yesterday, but I have to really be living in the moment. And it sounds so cliche because that's such a typical thing that you feel like everybody should be doing. But when you sit back and you really think about it, I think so often we get so consumed with what's coming next or what has already happened that you can't truly be free in that moment. So for me, I try and challenge myself every single day to just enjoy the little things and really hold the things that I felt like I did good that day closer to my heart than the things that I felt like went wrong. And just know that tomorrow I can improve those things, but today it's not the day to be upset about it. And through that, I've been able to actually enjoy the job more. And every single day I look forward to the new experiences that it holds instead of having anxiety about the new experiences that it might hold. Yeah, I think that's great. I think we get, I call it the hamster wheel. You get, you're just going, going, and you're trying to cross things off your list and that you forget to enjoy that journey. So Completely, yeah. I love you shared one time, I think you were speaking to a group or we may have been talking, but you talked about, you always remind yourself that you may have talked to 
400 students mm -hmm. at you know 30 different schools, but today they've never heard you. Right. So who, wherever you're walking in, they've not heard you. Mm -hmm. And so you try to really come to it to be just as passionate as the first time you, right. you've talked to people. So I love that about it because it's so true. You have to, yeah. You have to remind yourself too that I feel like, and we had talked about this the last time that we were talking, but switching up what you talk about, even in the littlest ways can help you stay engaged and help you stay motivated about it. Because I find myself just getting into that routine of, I know what's coming next. I know what the next slide is going to say. So I might as well just go ahead and jump there. But whenever you kind of switch it up on yourself and you keep yourself on your toes, you're a lot more engaged than the audience can feel that. And it makes it a lot more fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. All right. So let's talk about Miss America. Yes. So that's coming up exciting. in December. And I think it's also interesting. And I know you spend time on, um, what you're going to wear. I know there right. is an image part of it, yes. but really the biggest part is being prepared for interviews and your social impact. And it's, it's almost like you're getting ready to launch a new business mm -hmm. with you as the brand ambassador. And you've got to have all that together, which as the outside person right. for pageants, never had a clue, you know, what, right. what all went into it. So talk a little bit about just preparing for yeah. Miss America. Everybody at home sees maybe two minutes of whoever is crowned that night and they don't see the work that goes into it or really what happens even after the next person's crowned Miss America. So when you sit back and you really think about all the steps that it takes to get there, it is like preparing for an actual job interview because the next day you fully step into the position. There's not even a training course that happens. This is your <laughs> training course. And as soon as you are named Miss America, you step into that role. And I think every Miss America has a different experience in some way. And really, I can only relate my experience from being Miss Oklahoma to what I assume being Miss America would be like, because I know that my experience as Miss America may not be anything like my experience as Miss Oklahoma. But what you prepare for is what you want to accomplish that year. What are your goals and what are the what are the goals that you set for yourself and for the organization? Because you are the face and the voice of that organization for an entire year. So if you don't have your mission ready to go and ready to take off that next day, then you're already a step behind. Yeah. You did a video. Um, I know Radvine Marketing did a video yes. for you called 2.0. Mm -hmm. And we'll share that as okay. a resource because... I love that. And and you happen to be talking about your 2.0, which mm -hmm. was, you know, stepping out of your disability and, right. and getting on a stage to compete and, and which kept, has kept you connected to your education. Mm -hmm. And now you're, you know, you, there's no onboarding, right? You're, you're right. in this career, but I think it applies to everybody. You know, I think we all don't, we, we hold ourselves back from going after what we want, because either we don't feel like we look the part, mm -hmm. we don't know enough to be the part. There's all, there's all types of things that, you know, or we think it's too political right. or whatever that is. So that's the thing that I, um, I love about that video. So we're share that 2.0 Okay. Video yes. I love, love that. that video. I'm I very know. proud of it. Yes. It's, it's great. So and I think you're inspiring so many people. Well, thank you. Thank you. I really, I hope to, that's my, my greatest, greatest desire this next year is just, I always say every time that I'm speaking to a crowd of people, I always say that if I can impact one person in that room, then I felt like I've done my job for the day. And the most rewarding part of it all is whenever I get Instagram DMs or even students will come up to me after or parents of students will come up to me after and say, 
you have no idea how much your message resonated with me or resonated with my student or whatever it might be. And that's the part that keeps me engaged and keeps me going. Because if I know that one person benefits from hearing my story and from hearing my struggles and not just the the highlight reel that you see on the outside, then it's worth sharing Yeah, every single day. I know there's one, I mean, just think of it, one class, one student mm-hmm. isn't embarrassed because they don't know how to read and they right. get help that changes their path. Maybe it's not a Miss Oklahoma, but maybe it's the next, you know, they're going to try it for a sports team or right. they're going to, you know, be compelled to go to a robotics club or whatever. Exactly. That would hold them back from anything. So. Yeah. I love that. Yes. I love that. All right. Well, let's share your exciting news. Okay. I am very excited about it. <laughs> so do you want to share it? Do you want me I to want share it? Okay. It's your news. Okay. You so I will be releasing my podcast, Living Visible. It will be coming out this next month. And I will be featuring different people that I feel like have a story of a struggle that they face or an obstacle that they've had to overcome and really what their invisible difference has been that has helped them get to the point where they are now. So hopefully I can not just be inspiring somebody with my story, but inspiring many people with multiple stories of success and multiple stories of that invisible difference that maybe holds you back and seeing how people can overcome that and I love it. Step out of their ways of comparison. Yeah. Well, and I love living visible because yes. it's it's like just put your flaws out. Right. I always say people can people can see them anyway. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> why hide it? Yeah. Why hide yeah. it? So I always say if you're going to be a mess, be a hot one. You know. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> you might as well keep it on the outside. Just be a hot mess all the way through. I love that. Yeah. Well, you've got some great <laughs> guests lined up. I mean, you yes. have one of the first female sports agents. Mm-hmm. You have an entrepreneur that has. Um, built actually a business based off of a hobby right and then she does incredible things of giving back to the to the community she's in uh so you've got i mean it's going to be it's going to be incredible i'm so so excited i love i love that so we will um, definitely make sure that all of our listeners have that information can follow your podcast uh, when it comes out yeah thank you thank you thank you so in you know because I'm a mom. Yes. <laughs> this, this, this is interesting to me because, you know, just a few months ago, mm-hmm. you were a college student. Yeah. Living the college dream. Right. You're in a sorority. <laughs> you were, you know, doing great things. Mm-hmm. And we all know, you know, so college life is great. And then you, you know, one, one week completely yeah. go, oh, I'm a, I have a full-time career. Yeah. And uh, I got to get up every day and work. So talk just a little bit about that because- mm-hmm. That's, I think that's a hard transition for a lot yes. of people. Yeah. I went from living in a sorority house with 120 women to living in an apartment by myself and traveling every single day. And it's crazy because my mom and I were talking about this the other day, but whenever you're in college, the biggest thing and what's the most, I mean, it stinks to have to do, but the homework aspect of it. And really, I feel like whenever I was in college, my biggest concerns were trying to get my homework done, trying to at least finish my class for the semester and then what my plans were over the weekend. Did I want to stay at, <laughs> stay at school or did I want to go home? What was the plan? And now it's never ending homework and there's no class that just ends at the end of a semester. You don't get fall breaks. You don't get sick days. You can't choose when you go to class and when you don't. So everything switched really on a dime for me. But I think that it really came at such an incredible time for me because I would be a junior this year in college and halfway through my college career, I get to take basically a gap year 
and live out a dream that I've had for so long and hopefully continue to do so as Miss America, but live out this dream and have real world experience. So whenever I go back and finish my education, I know really what I am working for instead of just having that dream of this is my career that I want to have. But now I know this is, this is what that looks like. You have a better taste of what, what the real world is like. Don't get me wrong. There's times that I do like college better than the real world, but yeah, yeah. I'm in my fifties and I still go. Now I see why people say that those are the best years of your life. I used to always call my mom and say, surely this is not as good as it gets mom, but this, this year's pretty good though. I cannot complain. This is out of all the years to have a career and have a job. It's not a bad job and it's not a bad career that I have. No, yeah, it's, it's pretty just, fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. But you know, for those of us that have you know kids in college, yes, it's you know I've had you know three that have graduated mm-hmm. college and moved on, and it, it is a, they have a little bit of an adjustment period. Yeah. You you wake up the next day and you're removed it's from overnight. the life you knew. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, okay. That's what my dad couldn't stop crying for the first, well, really he still kind of can't, but he couldn't <laughs> stop crying for the first month. And I don't know if maybe it was because he was worried about how I was going to get adjusted or if he was just so proud that I was Miss Oklahoma. So I think there was a combination of both there, but now we're finally awesome. acclimated. Yes. He yeah. Is. He is He's so proud. He's so yes, proud. Yes. So, all right. So at the end of every show, I mm-hmm. ask my guests kind of who they're for are, and it's that, you know, old saying that show me your closest friends and colleagues and I'll show you how successful you'll be. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you, who are your four? Okay. So I feel like four people who really have helped me get to where I am today and inspired me in in a lot of ways. The first one would be Jane Giroux. She was Miss Oklahoma 1966 and Miss America 1967. And that was only whenever she was 19 years old. So she took on a whole change as well. And really from the moment that I had heard her story and the work that she did, she spent a lot of her life volunteering and giving back. And especially through the time that she was Miss America, she served with the USO and she did a, um, a performance tour with the USO. And so she went and visited our troops and all of this stuff during such a hard time for our country. So it was so amazing to see her. And she's somebody who really inspires me just with her heart of service. And still to this day, she is that exact same person that she always wants to give back. So I think it shows that her life really went beyond the crown. It wasn't just for a year she lived out the role, but that was her whole life that she dedicated to service and to giving back to others. So that inspires me a lot. Um, Another one would be Mary Beth Kosminski. And I always want to make sure I get that right, (laughs) but she was my very first marketing professor. And she's somebody who still to this day, I can reach out to and talk to. And she owns Red Zone Marketing, which works with Fortune 500 companies on business strategies and so many other things. So I always was so inspired by her because she would fly in from Chicago every day to teach our class. And she would then fly back. So she, I think had two days where she was in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and then she would fly back to Chicago. Yes. So she was doing a lot, but that was her way of giving back. She wanted to give back to the next generation of hopefully people who'd be in the marketing field. So she's somebody that I still can turn to and I still can ask for help whenever I need it. And kind of that counsel of what is the marketing world like and what does this look like? What are my options? She's somebody who really inspires me a lot. The next person is Jill Donovan. She is somebody that we talked about and she will be on my podcast as well because her story of the things that she has accomplished in her life is so incredible. But really she challenges everybody to take something on for a year and try something new that's outside of their comfort zone. So that way they can improve themselves and make themselves better. And I think that alone is a lesson that we can all 
take to heart and that we can all try to apply to our lives because so often we just stay in our typical routine. But whenever you throw in something else that you maybe aren't very good at and you spend a year trying to get better at it, one that takes a lot of determination and grit (laughs) because who knows what it is. It's like if I tried to sing for a year, that's not going to be a very good talent for me. But if I try, who knows where you can be at the end of the year. So it's kind of setting yourself up to always step outside of your comfort zone. And I love that. And then also Teresa Klein. She is somebody who is I call her my momager in, in the competition and like Miss Oklahoma world, but she's somebody who I've always gone to for spiritual advice and for spiritual help. So she always keeps me on track and knowing my goals and knowing where my heart is aligning with my mind and how that's going to help me get to where I want to go in the end and how I can really live my life every single day to the fullest by just being patient with my timing and my plan for my life. And seeing where that falls into place. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a whole different podcast we could yeah, do. Yeah, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cause your first um, pageant that you won, which was Miss Oklahoma teen. Yes. You were first runner up. Yes. And didn't know what path you were going to take after that. And you won, you were watching the national pageant and Miss Oklahoma teen won mm-hmm. in, and then you step into the role. And yes. so you were like, I just knew there was a timing it's, and yeah. something. So you were Miss teen Oklahoma and then you, I think, set out a year and then yes. went to won your very first Miss Oklahoma pageant. Yeah, which was crazy. It I really know. is all a matter of timing. I swear. That's what I try and tell everybody. Just have faith in your timing. If you can do that, you can have that patience, then you'll get there. Yeah. It's not, just not the typical, quite the typical path. But. <laughs> yeah, it's not at all. Yeah, but I'm happy it happened. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on today. Um, you are truly meant for great things. And um, at your age, it's going to be fun to follow you we're gonna all be rooting you on Thank in you. December yes December 19th December 19th so I'll be live tweeting it so oh, perfect yeah. there you yeah. go do it on our uh, leader spotlight Instagram we'll perfect it. that'd be great perfect yeah so and we're gonna be looking forward to your first episode yes be on the lookout it's all right soon. living visible adding price I love it Annie here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leaders Spotlight. Make sure to visit our website, AnnetteKlazowski.com forward slash Leaders Spotlight, where you can find resources mentioned on this show, as well as past episodes. Check for new episodes of Leaders Spotlight every Friday, or better yet, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on Instagram at Leaders Spotlight.